This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran McFarlane. It's Thursday, the 19th of January. In your Squiz today, Biden's paperwork problem, Ukraine loses a senior official, a frightening flight lands safely, and a spice crisis. This is your Squiz today. White House staffers are working overtime to manage the damaging classified documents drama that President Joe Biden is tied up in. Siobhan, yesterday, the president's in-house legal team spoke up. Ian Sams addressed a press conference in an effort to explain the drip feeding of document disclosures. Yeah, so just to go back a step, there have been several announcements on bits and pieces of classified information being found where it shouldn't. And on Saturday, the White House said Biden's attorneys found these official records on four separate occasions in three different places between early November and mid-December. Now, this guy, Sams, that you mentioned, is a spokesperson for the White House's legal team. And he says that they are basically fessing up to everything because they, quote, respect the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. So basically, they're not trying to hide anything. President Biden, meanwhile, has said that he was surprised the papers were in his office, garage and library. Yeah, he says he takes the handling of classified documents very seriously because of how important their management is to national security. But reports reckon Biden is frustrated about how much he can actually say about it, as well as how his team is handling it. And of course, this situation is also a big deal because it's been held up against the investigation into Biden's predecessor, Donald Trump, and his possession of classified documents. Yes, but it is important to note that these two cases are very different. Now, reports say Biden had about 20 documents he shouldn't have, whereas Trump had more than 300. Biden also willingly turned over the documents once they'd been found, and Trump didn't. But in both cases, federal prosecutors could recommend criminal charges. At the moment, though, it's really just a headache for Biden, as he's in the second half of his four-year term in office, and the presidential election cycle for 2024 is now kicking into gear. So Mm. that is the Republicans' cue to go about making his remaining time in office miserable. Yeah, and you might remember that the Republicans won control of the US House of Representatives in the November midterm elections. That means they have the ability to launch inquiries and investigations so they can grill Biden's senior officials and his policies if they want to. One thing they're likely to do is to go after Biden's son Hunter and his business dealings in an effort to damage the president. And to help explain that situation a bit more, this week's Squiz Shortcut is all about the Hunter Biden backstory. Claire and Kate will cover his colourful personal life, his connection to Ukraine, and what an abandoned laptop has to do with it. I'll pop a link to that in the episode notes. Siobhan, at least 14 people, including Ukraine's interior minister and three children, have died after a helicopter crash close to a kindergarten near Kiev. 
Denis Monastirsky was responsible for the police and security inside Ukraine, and that made him the country's most senior official to die since the war began. Yes, that's right, Alice. So at the moment, it's not clear what caused the crash, but the SBU State Security Service has launched an investigation. At this point, it's not reported that Russia was to blame. Now, it comes as the first batch of Aussie troops who are going to help train Ukrainian fighters left Darwin yesterday on their way to the UK. About 70 soldiers from the Army's 1st Brigade will take part in the UK-led programme called Operation Interflex. Now, that's a major international operation that's aiming to get about 20,000 Ukrainian citizen soldiers combat-ready this year. It's been running with other Western countries since last July, but this is the first time that Australia has taken part after the Albanese government pledged its support in October. Yeah, and the international military support doesn't end there. Ukraine will also get more help when they receive 14 special Challenger 2 tanks from the UK as part of a fresh push to help them fight Russia. And there's also calls for Germany to send another type of tank called a Leopard 2 tank and other NATO countries that also use those tanks to send some of theirs. Some analysts say Ukraine will need at least 100 tanks from Western allies to hold Russian troops at bay. Travellers on board a Qantas flight from Auckland to Sydney had a scare yesterday, Siobhan. The pilots issued a mid-air mayday call when one of the plane's two engines failed. That's right, Alice. So Qantas says the engine failed when the flight was about an hour from Sydney and made the life-threatening emergency call in line with standard procedures. But it was later downgraded to a PAN, which is a possible assistance needed call. Now, the twin jet Boeing 737 can operate with just one engine, although a loss of speed and altitude is something the pilots had to manage. But to avoid freaking out the more than 100 passengers on board, the crew didn't tell them about the problem until the flight had landed, although some did later say that they heard a bang while they were in the air. Yeah, but although the passengers didn't know, on the ground, more than 130,000 people were tracking the flight's progress on a website called Flight Radar 24. Emergency crews were also on standby at the airport when the plane landed. Qantas says it will share more information about the incident once engineers have assessed the plane. There was big news in the AFLW world yesterday, Siobhan, with one of the league's foundation players, Daisy Pearce, announcing her retirement. She's moving on from her playing career with the Melbourne Demons with what she says is a very full heart. Yeah, she was quite emotional during the announcement, saying it's really been weighing on her mind during the off-season, but she's decided to retire on a high following her team's first Premiership win last season. Now, if you're not familiar with Pierce, she's a really big deal because back in 2016, she was the first player signed to Melbourne's inaugural women's team and also named captain of their side. Since then, she's gone on to win numerous accolades. She's played seven seasons, and in that time, she's been a three-time time club best and fairest, a three-time All-Australian and four-time AFLW best captain. Yeah, but she's not going to be leaving the game entirely. She's moving to an assistant coaching role with the Geelong AFL men's team for their upcoming season. 
Someone who is leaving, though, is Rafael Nadal. The defending champion is out of the Australian Open after losing to American Mackenzie McDonald last night. The Spaniard went down after a hip injury flared up during the second set. And he says pride enabled him to finish the match and that he didn't want to leave the court with a retirement. Siobhan, we spoke about clutter court earlier this week, and it seems we're not the only ones keen to do some clearing out. If you're a big fan of Twitter, there's a chance for you to nab a piece of the company's iconic paraphernalia in an auction. Yes, the company's getting rid of what it's calling its surplus corporate assets. Now, they include a giant neon Twitter bird, a six-foot-tall decorative planter shaped like the at symbol, commercial pizza ovens, fancy Eames chairs, and much, much more. But it's not all fun and games. There's also some very ordinary office equipment up for grabs, including some spectacular whiteboards. (laughs) But with 631 lots on offer, there's bound to be something for everyone. Yeah, while I would love a giant neon Twitter bird, we are also particularly partial to the soundproof booths they've listed because they'd be great for podcasting. If you're keen on treating yourself, you'll have to get in quick because the auction ends this afternoon. You're just going to have to remember that you'll be paying those shipping costs from San Francisco. There's been some distressing news for the home cooks amongst us, Siobhan. Apparently, the chopping board, the bin lid and the sink do not take out the prize for the most contaminated surface in our kitchens. Yeah, I was really surprised by this. Not because my bins are filthy, my bins are clean. But (laughs) according to a new study, it's actually the spice jars that tend to harbour the most germs due to cross-contamination. But I'm wondering, is that just because some people keep their spices for about 100 years? (laughs) Oh, I do keep my spices for quite a while. (laughs) And I particularly use my Italian spice on everything. So between this and the potato shortage, I think I'm just going to have to toss in cooking for a while. (laughs) And on that note, that's us done for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again tomorrow.